This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash. Hmm, you can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. The Ham Radio 2.0 audio podcast rip. Thank you for downloading and listening to this podcast. So basically what I do is I take all the audio clips out of my videos and upload them to Spreaker. And then from there, they're spread out to iTunes and SoundCloud and now Amazon Audible as well. But I want to welcome you and thank you for joining the audio section of this series on Ham Radio. I hope you enjoy it. And I would appreciate you leaving us a comment or a review on whatever podcast service you're listening from. Thank you in 73. Hope you enjoy it. I love giving Don Izzo a hard time in the chat. Isn't that just fun? I think that's fun. Because literally, literally, I activated a park every day. No, okay. not I shouldn't say every day. Tuesday through Friday, activated a park. Tuesday through Saturday, Tuesday through Saturday. So five days in a row. Tuesday through Saturday, activated a park this week. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday was Galveston Island State Park. Saturday, it was um, uh, the Lake Fairfield State Park. Why do I look? No, no. Oh, there it goes. Uh, it was Lake Fairfield State Park in uh, Huntsville, uh, Texas State Park, Huntsville State Park in Texas. And 10 meters was wide open all week long. And I had a pipeline to Connecticut, New Jersey, New York, uh, Canada, California also going the other way. And uh, all of that and smoke signals RF was nowhere to be found. Connecticut stations galore. No, 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 uh, no smoke signals RF. I don't know. I, I I was disappointed. I was disappointed in that. <laughs> so we like to tease you, Don, because we love you, buddy. <laughs> Thanks for being out there tonight. So we're going to talk about POTA tonight. That's why I'm talking about POTA in the, in the chat right now. We're going to talk about POTA tonight. We got Matt in the chat. And uh, I'm not in the chat. We got Matt in the back room, in the uh, waiting room right now. So I'm going to bring him on here in a minute. So I want to uh, first... Uh, uh, talk about a couple of things, which those, uh, the, some people have emailed me about sticker packs and patches, and those are still on the website, shop.hamradio2.com. You can get um, swag packs with combo packs of stickers, and that's that patch right there that's with the Velcro backing. I've got one of those in my truck, and I've got a bunch of other ones around it. So that's those are big in the Overland world, but those are all still there on shop.hamradio2.com. And I will have a bag of these with me when I attend the Greater Houston Ham Fest, which is this coming Friday. So Friday and Saturday next weekend, Frank's going to drive down, I think, Thursday night. Uh, Kate MRD Mike is going to be at the Ham Fest. Uh, KR5NPL Scott, Ham Radio for Non-Techies, he's going to be at the Ham Fest. So the four of us are going to meet over there. And we're going to out um, Friday... I don't know. It starts at two. I don't know how long we'll stay. And then we'll be back on Saturday. So I assume that Scott and Mike are both coming both days. I don't know. Frank and I will be there on Friday for sure. 
I know that the uh, Scott and Mike will be there on Saturday. I assume they'll be there on Friday, but I don't, I don't know that for sure, but that's where we're going. So um, greater Houston ham fest. First time they've had this since pre COVID since 2019. So I'm hoping for a really good show this year. HRO will be there. And as I keep saying, if you want to support your local ham fest, go there and buy stuff from the vendors so that the vendors will come back next year and help the ham fest grow. So support HRO by supporting the greater Houston ham fest to get HRO to come back next year. And there we go. Uh, QSO today is the last weekend of March. I think it is. So they sent me some, um, they, they put me on their um, email list for press releases. So I'm, I, I'm press releases about all the stuff that they're doing. And $15 for a ticket gets you access to all of the presentations that they do. And even if you didn't attend the conference live, you still got those presentations and replays for 30 days. And years past, they have taken those presentations like the following year and put them up on their YouTube channel. So you kind of get them for free a year later. But some really great presentations, several presentations that all happened at the same time. So you can't watch them all anyway. So it's great to have them on that replay. So I put a link to this in the description below of the YouTube video. So go check that out. Even if you can't attend or can't attend the whole thing, I still highly suggest going and supporting these guys for uh, what they do. So, okay. So we're going to talk about parks on the air today. And um, in case you guys didn't know, there is a new event. And I'm not going to call it a contest, Matt. No, I'm, I'm going to let you not. call it. A, I'm going to let you call it a contest or not. <laughs> <laughs> event. So. Event. We're using the word event. <laughs> Matt, thanks for being here. Yeah, tonight. no worries. It's good to finally. So, uh, yeah. So, POTA is not a contest. No matter what anybody tells you, there is not a contest. That is true. And that is not changing. Right. 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 That's the important thing there. So, all right. So, why don't you. Um, uh, give us a, give us a little bit of background about yourself, if you don't mind. Sure, no and worries. Then, um, and then you can kind of jump in and tell us what's uh, what has changed about this new event that we're doing. I got you. Okay, so uh, somewhere along the line, I missed a meeting and got volunteered for the job of like media coordinator for parts <laughs> on the our organization, <laughs> okay. um, which is which is okay. It's uh, it's actually it's a really great job because I get to do stuff like this and and cheerlead and and be the face for a bunch of work that hundreds of other people do. So uh, mm -hmm. that's all right. Um, I oh gosh, when did I get into Poda? Mm. 18, 19, somewhere uh, somewhere along there. Poda was basically the reason I got onto HF for real. Uh, mm. I started out on HF. Uh, well, I didn't know what I was doing. So I started at the bottom of the solar cycle with a QRP rig with an antenna inside in the attic and went, well, HF sucks. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing this. Um, and then POTA came along and there were actually people out there who were willing to fish my terrible signal out of the mud, right? The activators wanted my QSO. And lo and behold, when you start making contacts, HF starts being fun. Go figure. Mm -hmm. So that got me starting to, to sort of look at it. What am I doing here? I got a be you know, better antenna, 100-watt rig, whatever. It was, uh, was sort of off to the races. And then I started making some POTA stuff for my own YouTube channel, uh, which, uh, I don't know, Jason caught notice of or, or whatever and mm -hmm. said, hey, would you be willing to make the, some training videos for us? That's really how I got on board was I was willing to back burner my own channel stuff and start doing stuff for the the POTA channel. So here I am. Um, 
I'm, I'm here talking to you and I'm going to be at, uh, out in Xenia talking POTA. And, um, I was on talking to Izio, uh, in two or three weeks ago on the, on the clubhouse. You can, clubhouse. you can ask him what I said about his, uh, his taste test of the ketchup potato chips. <laughs> see, <laughs> okay. See, see how right. that goes. Yeah. But anyway, that's, uh, that's how I got here. And, um, POTA itself is really is really the topic. Uh, those of you who've been yeah. around for a while know that we have annually had this plaque event, well, annually since 2018 anyway, was the first year that we had it. Mm -hmm. And the idea behind the plaque event was sort of the same idea as it is behind the Support Your Parks weekends. It's just, it's a little more bait right, to, to get folks involved, get some more participation because it's just more fun when there's, when there's more people, right? It's kind of like a hot tub. Um, so, so we came up with this thing, and the plaques weren't actually our idea. Uh, the original plaque sponsors approached uh, Vance, then, who was working with us, and said, you know, hey, um, we'd like to just buy a couple of plaques and, and hand them out to the folks who participate in this thing to, again, help drive participation. Well, it turned out to be a good idea. So it grew and it grew and it grew um, until last year. I meant to pull up the stats, but we had, you know, well north of 100,000 QSOs and, and thousands of people participating. Uh, it just, it grew to the point where POTA, the organization, had to take a step back and say, wait a minute, uh, this one event clearly has a life of its own. And so we need to make sure that there are proper boundaries between day-to-day -day parks on the air, POTA, the organization, and how that works on an ongoing basis. And, and this, you know, once a year time boxed thing that, that has some actual prizes. So we formed a committee of, uh, of a bunch of POTA users and said, look, uh, we need to to take the, the good out of what's transpired in the past, uh, take some user feedback we've gotten on some things that potentially could be a little better, and get this published in a way that it is clear that this is not really POTA. This is a thing sponsored by the POTA organization that leans heavily on the POTA rules for how it operates, but it definitively has its own rules and the event itself is a separate thing sponsored by POTA as opposed to, you know, some third limb or something hanging off the side right. of the regular POTA body. Right. So, okay. So, so to reiterate, um, and you said this, I just want to reiterate that um, uh, you said um, POTA is not changing, of course, but well, maybe you didn't say this because I, I read this. Uh, the Support Your Parks weekend is also not changing. Correct. Other than your the plaque event will be during this weekend, this new weekend. And but the was it the April or July Support Your Parks that the that the plaque event used to be? I, I can't. Uh, well, way way back in the day, I think it started on April, and the idea was to keep okay. it on the on the spring thing. And um, okay. yeah, then it just it got delayed somewhere along the line. Growing pains, right? It slipped yeah. to the to the right. summer one, okay. and then when we got together as the event committee, part of the this needs to be separate from Poda was mm -hmm. well, it, mm -hmm. if it's going to be separate from Poda, it shouldn't conflict with anything Poda, right. including the support your parks weekends. Right. So right. we dug out 
the the POTA calendar and we dug out the contest calendar and we tried to find a weekend where there was nothing going on, which mm -hmm. is impossible. And and so the first group of feedback that came in was, oh my God, here's all the stuff you conflict with <laughs> with the event. Oh my god. Sorry, gosh, there's yeah. only yeah. 50 weekends a year or whatever. Um, right, right. That's the way it goes. Yeah, it's de yeah. I, I we did the YouTuber Sam Fest on Memorial Day weekend the last two or three years, and um, people would complain that it's why did you pick uh, the CW contest weekend? And I'm like, literally, there's a contest every weekend through the whole yeah. year. There's no way you can do like the Huntsville Ham Fest in August is on North American Cuso Party Sunday or mm -hmm. Saturday or something like that. And I'm like, what are you going to do? You either cancel everything and just contest, or you just right. have to overlap because there's so many contests. So yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I have, uh, I've never had a lot of interesting contesting. I joined the Long Island CW club and they keep telling me that contesting is a great way to build your CW skills. So maybe I'll, I'll get into a part of it at some point, but it's okay. like anything else. You're the thing that you're into sure seems like the most important thing and everybody right. else's thing is just a conflict and in the way. And well, what are you going to do? You know, that's true. If anybody can come up with a system whereby we have, you know, five days a week of weekend and only have to work Saturday and Sunday. That would help. So that get would, to work that, on that. That would help. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I didn't think about that, but oh boy. Yeah. Okay. So, so we've got uh, the weekend, the first weekend in June, which is uh, the third and fourth. Is it going to remain the first weekend in June every year upcoming? Or have you guys dis discussed that? Um, I'm going to say yes, while reserving the right to be wrong. Ah, okay. All right. Uh, I it, fine. predicting the future is always a little a little sketchy. Mm -hmm. um, this being the first year that we're running the plaque event using the dedicated weekend, using the separate rules, running it as a separate thing from Poda, hosted by but not really part of. Uh, we kind of expect there to be additional learning that's going to come back. And we had some other ideas about you know, maybe some other categories that we could add, or mm -hmm. eh, do we need this rule tweak? Do we need that rule tweak? And we erred on the side of change it as little as possible for okay. the first go around. We'll okay. see based on more feedback from, from this one. But so far as the date goes mm -hmm. so far, so good. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. I just didn't know if I should, block off the first weekend in june for the rest of my life so because <laughs> i have last week in june block off the rest of my life for field day of course so, right uh but yeah one of these days i want to do field day in a park i haven't done that yet but that would be fun yeah um okay so some of the changes that um some of the changes that will reside during this weekend that are not going to affect a, that won't translate over to, to regular 365 day pota are um or are you've getting rid of the uh, the multiple the multiple parks, right? Um, the end. Would you call them the infers? <clears throat> I think infers are what they're classically yeah. referred to in the in the docs and the other POTA rules and such things. Okay. And this comes out of that user feedback mm -hmm. that I was talking about. It was mm -hmm. we gathered sort of through the committee and sent them out to do do whatever they do. And a lot of people, I would say the majority of people that we talked to said, you know, I love the Enfers in day-to-day -day POTA. It's a, a, a Pokemon analogy, right? It's a shiny or something that you can yeah, go and right. get. It's a great little little just nugget, little icing on the, on the cake or whatever. 
But when it comes to the event, it becomes this unfair advantage for the people that have easy access to them for right. both QSO totals and park totals. If you live near a Fiverr and you could just go camp in that Fiverr and get five parks and five X the QSOs, you're really unintentionally, I'm sure, you're just trying to do your best and have fun, but you're disincentivizing the people who don't have access to that stuff. Mm -hmm. So under the banner of trying to make this as fair as possible, when you're starting with already, we've got this problem where different states, different countries, the whole what's a park, how many parks are there, how far away is the nearest park, it, it's already not really a level playing field. Mm -hmm. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech. And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash, hmm, you can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. But you do the best you can. Mm -hmm. So that was the best we could do quickly and easily. Again, we tried to change as little as possible from day-to-day -day POTA for the, the event when we separated it. There were some other ideas about minimum travel time between activations or something like that to try and equalize the, well, I live where I have to drive three hours to get to a park and you can get to seven of them in 10 minutes. That's not fair either, but it proved to be just sort of too complicated to implement. So, hmm. okay, makes sense. For now, the Enfers are the only change to what you can activate simultaneously. Okay. Okay. You so can that, still do, I guess I should say, for those of you who were around in the very, very early days of POTAs, this whole multiple Enfer thing wasn't around in the very beginning. It used to be that if you were in a spot that qualified as two, three, four parks simultaneously, the way you activated that was to light up one, get your 10, 12, 100, however many QSOs you were going to get at that park, go QRT and then light up the second park. You had to do them serially. You couldn't activate more than one park at a time. That's still an option for the plaque event, where I guess you could say we've gone old school for the event rules. Retroactive, so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, good. Uh, yeah, I wanted to, to bring that up. And also the work bands, which... We have, there was, uh, we've, we've activated Galveston Island State Park the last two years in a row on New Year's Day, which is cool because you get a, you get an award for that. Um, I think it was last year, I think it was on New Year's Day. We've done that park a bunch, but there was one time we went out there and 20 was, I mean, like the waterfall on 20 was solid white. And yeah. it was, it was because there was a contest going, it was a Saturday because right. there was a contest going on. So we just simply tuned down to 17 meters, the one of the work bands, because we're not doing a contest, we're doing POTA. And yeah. we just lit up uh, 17 and we all made 50 to 100 contacts out there on 17 meters. Yeah, so it was, it was, yeah it the was reality is if 20 is open, 17 is probably open. Probably. It, you, have to, you have to deal with the fact that people haven't wrapped their brain around the fact that 17 is open right. and not as many people have an antenna for 17 as they do 20. Yeah. There's... Mm -hmm. 
there's going to be less traffic there. But uh, it is a great band. And I use it for regular old POTA all the time. In fact, I did all of my digital work over this past weekend. Uh, We had a club event, took a couple guys out to a cabin, stayed overnight, worked a lot of POTA. I did all my digital work on either 17 or 30. It's a great, great place to be. That's yeah, that's excellent. That's that's really yeah. good. Okay. And 30, right. 30 is an amazing band. I was working DX w- almost to midnight on 30 meters. Hmm. It was crazy. In fact, I was working pretty much only DX on 30. All the local stuff had died. I don't know if everybody went to bed or the propagation did something strange, but it was Europe or bust from hmm. Western PA on 30 meters. That and see, I have I did this week on ten meters. I did the first ever park to park from from here to um, England. I got a golf a golf dash whatever. Then actually two guys, two different parks, two different call Mm -hmm. signs. Their their call signs were Mike Zero call signs, and then um, and then two of them were at two different parks that started with golf. And I'm like, that's cool. And that was on ten meters. Yeah. So, but but seventeen seventeen meters, I get. South America, all that Cuba, South America, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, they, and whatnot. So they love that band. Yeah, yeah. And 10, I know this is a bit of a sidebar, but the more we can encourage people to try out 10, 15, 12, 17, go, go north, right? Those right. bands are open and <clears throat> the propagation, even if the propagation is only 90% of what it is on 20 meters. Your antenna is twice <laughs> what it is on 20 meters yeah. for the same amount of wire. Mm-hmm. More than makes up for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. uh, so, okay. So, David, so I, I could be wrong on this. Maybe one day we'll get an award for QRP. Is there not a QRP award? I thought there was. I, there is wrong. not. And okay. there is not primarily because we don't have the data to support it. One of the constraining factors that we had when thinking about the event rules was there can't be any changes to what we require people to log because we're not going to go make changes to the log uploader for this separate thing that's not really POTA. We've got to be able to reuse the tools. And we don't log power Mm -mm. today. Mm -mm. So there's no way for us to know (laughs) what, uh, what you were running. Right. And uh, Joe's asking whether there be a plaque for hunters. There's uh, lots of plaques for hunters and activators both, so it's not just an activator event. Yeah, um, for sure. They're all listed. If you go to docs.poda.app and click on the awards section, they're all in there. The hunters have uh, pretty much there's one-for-one categories with the activators, mm-hmm. uh, with the exception of the rover stuff. Obviously, it doesn't It doesn't make any sense to give out a plaque for having hunted from a whole bunch of locations because hunters aren't submitting logs. How would we know? Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you you hunter guys have to rely on, (laughs) make sure they get your call sign correct in the activator log. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Now, and then in terms of categories, uh, what we have added that's sort of notable for this year is the rookie category. We've got a rookie activator and a rookie hunter, which is defined as for the hunter, it's your call sign appears in the QSO database as the hunted station within the previous 365 days prior to the event. For the activator, it's 
your first activation appears in the database within the previous 365 days ahead of the, the contest. Ooh, did I say it? <laughs> the events. <laughs> right. Um, so the idea here is to let the folks who are newer to POTA, mm-hmm. who just don't have, they don't have the lather, rinse, repeat. They haven't been out and done 100 activations. They haven't hunted to the point where they can hunt CW at 35 words a minute, even though they don't know CW. Not that I know anybody who would do that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Right? It gives them a way to have a shot at a category without having to go up against, if if you want to go out and activate, you don't have to go up against Carrie and Bill Brown and (laughs) (laughs) people like Jason and folks who've been out there hundreds and hundreds of times and do this with their eyes closed. I think I I I scared Keith yesterday, Frank. Why? Because he was sitting there next to me watching me activate, and I said, hey, do you want to activate? And he's like, no, that's that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I said the I same thing going, to him. I was like, uh, come over. Yeah, I was going. Oh, oh change oh, the battery I pack. I got to change the battery pack because this is, this is your fault, Frank, because I was on your stream. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, um, but, yeah, he was watching me just uh, just tearing it up, blowing and going because I get to where I'm going fast. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. So, okay, Frank, I'm gonna let you have it for a minute. So don't uh, do anything I wouldn't do. Oh, I'll do everything you would do. Um, well, I mentioned that we had that, that club event over the weekend and I was telling Mm -hmm. Jason backstage before the thing, one of our primary goals for doing these club POTA events is to get, we we got a bunch of new members, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. A lot of them are technicians, which is cool give them an opportunity to get on HF. You, yeah, it's great that 10 meters is open, but there's nothing like having full access to HF and being able to operate under essentially the privileges of an extra class license using a club call sign and having your mentor sitting right there and just making sure you don't get into any trouble right. or whatever. The, the, the one number one thing I tell people to do first in the hobby, join a club. Second yeah. thing to do is jo- go to their field day or plaque events now um, yeah. to get your feet wet in HF because um, if you don't experience it, what it's actually like to operate HF, it just seems to be, oh, it's another thing that we can do. But if you go to a, a POTA or with someone, a mentor that's uh, mentoring you into this hobby, um, it will be, it's that's where my eyes just lit up. I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. that was Japan. Oh, that guy just talked to France. And, and it just, it becomes really accessible at that yeah. point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we did run into that same thing. There was an awful lot of stage fright. Yeah. Folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. When they said, okay, it's your turn to sit down in the chair. Uh, I have to go over here now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Mike, right. The first time mm-hmm. I've done, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the Frank, was it, the, is it the April or the July event that I've done my meetup at Ray Roberts? I can't tell April. Remember. Is it it's April? Usually okay. been April. So we've it's done. It's kind of cold the last several times that we did it. So it had right. to be April. Yeah. Okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. Um, okay. Say so that again one more time. First I like you. time. I'm, I'm bypassing that. So the first time we went out there. I'm hung up on you guys think it's cold in April where you are. <laughs> it's Texas. Oh. It's Texas cold. So It's cold geez. yesterday. If it's, if, if, if it's below like 48 or 50, you know, it's cold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
but we hey we get out here in july and it's like 105 degrees and people are yeah. like hey the weather's yeah, nice. oh, yeah okay. i uh i grew up in wichita <laughs> falls so oh okay so you i'm know, familiar yeah. yeah you're familiar but we were at it we were at so i think it was three years ago would have been 2021 we did a i did a meetup event i just told everybody on my channel hey if you're in the area come out we're going to do poda at a local park mm -hmm. lake ray roberts state park and uh, going to set up the bu uh, the buddy hex hex beam and have my ftdx 10 which was brand new at the time just you guys come sit down and, and you know do poda the first time if you want to shane k5 qbf from uh, this side of the radio channel he sat down with a guy who was a technician had his technician license for a couple years i think so the 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 technician guy sat down next to Shane and Shane's like, okay, you can use my call sign. Here's how you do it. And he watched Shane do it a little bit. And he sat there and he activated the park in 10 or 15, 20 contacts, something like that. And the guy got up. He's like, okay, I got to go guys. I appreciate y'all letting me here. I got to go do this thing that I had planned today. And then after that, I'm going to start studying for my general because <laughs> he was sold. <laughs> he was completely sold yeah. on photo. He's like, this was fun. So yeah. uh, hats off to Shane for, for kind of mentoring that guy. But, uh, but that's what that's, Mike yeah, Shane looks way thing. better with his hat on. He means leave yeah. the hat on, but <laughs> that's, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's true. yeah. But, uh, I, I mean, Mike Fright's a real thing. And that's what, uh, yesterday, the, uh, the yeah. guy that, this guy that met us down here, who was a local, he was, he was like, I've never done this before. I'm like, doesn't matter, dude. It's fine. So, um, that is precisely why we added the rookie categories yeah. is I think a lot of people, once you get past those barriers to entry, if you want to call them that you kind of mm -hmm. forget about them. Yeah. You realize that, and I don't mean to belittle anyone's fears, but you realize that a lot of that stuff was silly that it, you, yeah, you're going to mess up and it, the sun will come up tomorrow. Don't worry about it. Right. But those things are real and people worry about this stuff. And so I think it's important to have, it's just part of the mentorship angle of the whole program to say, you know what? It is perfectly okay to be new at this. And mm -hmm. that's how you get your practice is you start. And, and, and don't, don't be kind of like, I got to carry that speed because Jason and I, and a lot of the other experienced activators on HF is just slamming contacts and just putting the names down and and the comfortable working that pileup because mm -hmm. if you get a pileup and you just hear noise what are you supposed to respond with um my, my best thing is if i could pick two letters out i'm calling those two letters out and we're just going to work that guy was there a k5 k5 and then mm -hmm. someone comes with k5 but if you, you're not experienced i i can totally understand that and yeah. but sit down with an operator and we'll right. just know you. They will go at your pace, yes. your pace, because it's well. Yeah. Mike's got me laughing because I'm uh, sitting here I talking about novices and and there's Mike Fright and whatever mm -hmm. else, mm -hmm. and I'm I'm on my CW journey as it was. I was telling Jason <laughs> during this club event. I busted out the paddles and I, I braved it. I sent out the CQ WW3 AAA and, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. you know, braced, for, <laughs> braced for a CW pileup that I, I'm not ready for. Yeah. And yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I made it, I made it through 10 contacts and it was, okay, that's it. I'm done. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta go lay down, but, uh, no, I but I did it, it yeah. right. But I did yeah, it. Yeah, and yeah. sure enough, the sun came up this morning. So, yeah, yep. And kind of silly to be afraid of are it. You, are you talking about, you, you were laughing at Mike, you talk about NAYO in the chat? Yeah, 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 yeah. So Claiming he's, he may have heard of a microphone. Right, yeah. Every time, and, and he, he has himself to blame for this, because every time, I've worked him on POTA a couple times. Every now and then, I'll be out activating a POTA, 
and I hear uh, November 8th, Yankee Oscar. And I'm like, dude, you own a microphone? What? what? That's great. <laughs> uh, you know how to push yeah. a button? That's awesome. Congratulations. So I'm yeah, waiting I for just... him to come back and send you Morse after that. Oh, I'm sorry. I figured his paddles had just gone microphonic or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, um, one, I'd, I'll brag on him for a minute. So uh, when we were at the Huntsville Ham Fest um, in 21, so two years ago, uh, we were, of course, we all camp on the mountain there at Montesano State Park, which is a POTA spot. What, actually, was that OBX? I think I know where you're no, going. It was OBX. No, no. This was, this was, right, my, this was Huntsville State Park. Um, I'm sorry, uh, Montesano State Park in Huntsville. Um, so we're there after the ham, or it's Friday night, so it's before the ham fest. Anyway, we had gone out and done some stuff during the day. I think we went to Gigaparts and came back, and we're sitting down, and we did this meetup thing. And he has his K2, not KX2, his K2. He has his K2 there with a paddle, and, and the Buddy Stick Pro was brand new at the time. And I sent uh, Chris from Buddy Pole a, a picture of Mike at the time. I was like, this dude puts up a, a Buddy Stick Pro with his K2 at the, and we're all sitting around talking, drinking beer and whatnot. And this guy sits down and starts calling CQ and he works freaking New Zealand. His first contact yeah. from the buddy <clears throat> stick pro at the park with everybody all around him making a bunch of noise. And he's sitting there and I'm like, I took pictures. I was like, Chris, you, you never guess what happened with your antenna buddy. So yeah. So Mike's uh, Mike's hardcore, but he's hardcore in a very good way. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm hooked. Uh, it's going to be a struggle, and I'm going to have lots of those uh, sweaty moments, I'm sure. But the idea that you can go out there and you can get the range, right? You can get the DX that you can get with a digital mode with this tiny little gear, and and but it's interactive. You're still making the, the Q so right. uh, it's it's addictive. It really is. I'm. I'm getting to the point where now this is going to surprise some of you. I'm getting to the point where I'm want to try to do a, a lightweight pack. I want to pack lightweight and pack as small as I can and pack something and go. And I'm not going to hike up a mountain. There's mountains in Texas, but not speak of anyway. But I was, I was on my wife earlier today. I've got an idea. I want to do, I want to get on a plane and fly somewhere, activate and fly home. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So I'm yeah. probably going to be looking at doing that. Since, but I gotta, I'm just going to take a little pack to something. So, And CW is much more friendly to packing small than yeah, well end. right because so. it's much more friendly to qrp is what it boils Correct. down to so you can downsize the radio and now that the upper bands have come alive you can downsize the antenna and True. i got into the 
how small can you make this pack thing? Because I decided that the most fun way to pota was on a motorcycle. So I'm trying to pack my gear down small enough to get there on the two-wheeler and still have room for my sandwich. <laughs> okay. That's important. Yeah, I'm not going without the sandwich. <laughs> yeah, no, no, not at all. But not at all. Does it take that much extra space to get on sideband? It's just a mic, right? It should, well, with the exception mm. of like, the, I, I'd like to know what you have to say about, about that, Matt. But to me, I'm thinking 100-watt radio, larger, heavier, FTDX10 is what I take to the park. You could take like an FT891 or 857 or something like that and get a little bit smaller than that. But, you know, they've got they've got QRP CW radios that are this big. Right. So. Yeah. It You can. So I have a KX2 and it'll do okay. either CW or sideband. I can get on sideband with it. Mm -hmm. But the difference in the efficacy of the signal, if I put out five watts of CW, I can work the whole planet. If I put out yes. five or 10 watts of SSB, I can make contacts. Don't let anybody tell you that, that you can't have fun running QRP. But the difference between the 10 watts of sideband and even the, the 50 watts of sideband that I usually run on the 891, it's, it's a lot more than the math would say, right? The math would tell you that it's about an S unit of difference at those two power levels. But somehow that S unit is 10x in the log. Yes. So go figure. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and you know, and it, this is going to get, this is going to be, get me banned on a few forums here and there, but um, <laughs> Say it. that's, Say it. that's why I like FT8 because FT8 is a low noise mode, not a low power mode. It's very, very, very uh, important to, uh, distinction there. It's a low noise mode like CW is. Of course you have to have a computer to do FT8 of some sort. Um, but you mean you can't you know, whistle the FT8 tones yet? I mean, come on. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't I'll, I guarantee you to run inside the radio. No? Uh, there are some radios where you can do that. There are some radios you can do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. th those are usually larger radios, though. But yeah. Um, <clears throat> I can yeah, do ready. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You can, can do, do ready. But you know, but I mean, if you if you want to if you want to pack small, um, you were talking about your uh, Q QCX Mini. Yeah. I gotta okay. unplug it to hold it up. Yeah, ignore okay, the ignore the dummy load hanging off the side yeah, of it there. Yeah. But right? right. So this. Yeah. You know, there's there's my so, hand for reference. Mm -hmm. It's it's tiny. It puts so, out five watts. Right. Uh, has a built-in keyer, built-in decoder, mm -hmm. and as a kit is well under a hundred bucks. And you get to build a kit. So is it is it QRP Labs that makes that? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so that guy was at four days in May last year. He has a QDX, mm -hmm. which is that radio that does FT8, and it's a kit. Yeah. So I and, and I I bought that. I haven't built it yet. Those of you yeah, who that's... know my building patterns will be really surprised I haven't built that yet. But <laughs> yeah, Adam, that's Adam, cool. I, I and I love their stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. They the make only great stuff, so. the only only thing I, I've had ninety nine point nine percent success with them. The only thing I bought this the dummy load kit to go with the uh, QDX and the the BNC connector didn't really fit on the circuit board. That's the worst thing that's ever happened to me <laughs> with oh. all the stuff I've ever gotten okay. from them. Okay. It's been pretty cool. Okay. 
<clears throat> yeah, I, but I want to, we, uh, I bought that kit and then two or three other guys bought that kit. And, and one of the people who bought that kit last year at four days in May was Adam K6ARK. Well, he goes home and builds his cause he's good at that sort of thing. And he sends us all pictures of his that's built. And I swear to you, he used a machine to build that. Those toroids <laughs> are wrapped perfectly and it really let the wind out. I'm like, Mine's never going to well, look like that. So I lost it. Here's the good news. Oh, here's the good news, though. <laughs> the way you tune the low-pass filters for uh -huh. so that you get your full output is essentially to sit there and move the windings around. Uh -oh. So if well, he had it, if it looks that. perfect, mm -hmm. it's not tuned. <laughs> Once it's tuned, it won't look perfect <laughs> won't anymore. Look perfect, so you're not losing anything. Oh, Interesting. Interesting. Funny. But okay, yeah, but yes, good times. all of that to, to talk about how C, learning CW, we were talking about um, uh, on Frank's stream last hour, we were talking about the uh, extra by April effort mm -hmm, that mm -hmm, a lot of people mm -hmm. are making. And I'm like, you know, I want to get extra. It, it is important to me, but I, I started learning CW a few months ago and I'm, I'm slowly drudging my way through that. I need to spend more time on it. And I'm almost more interested in learning CW than I am getting extra right now. So I, mm -hmm. I would disagree with that because as a mode, it kind of opens up more things for yeah. you to do. And don't get me wrong, extra opens up more bands, more privilege yeah. and things. Um, wider, but, wider bands, not more bands. But yes, you're you're right. Yeah, yeah. I I got my extra solely because I'm lazy. I didn't want to have to think about where the band edges are. Yeah. But I would say in terms of bang for your buck, the tech and the general tests both get you a lot that you didn't have before. Agreed. The extra test mostly gets you bragging rights. Mm -hmm. Really. It does not really, unless you have a burning desire to be a VE, it doesn't really get you that much that's terribly useful. Honestly, I am a W5YIVE, and I got that years ago as a general, but I can only test technicians, though. I can't test general, right. tech, tech and, and general. I can only do tech. Yep. And, and honestly, that's <coughs> most of the time, that's the people I'm talking to are people who are new sure. and want to get their license. So, like, okay. Sure. So. But that's, I'm going to be a VE to, to just help out, not right. I'm yeah. really passionate yeah. about no. VE-ness yeah. or whatever. I'm, so I'm not, I'm not passionate about it, but I will absolutely do it when I get my extra. So, um, cause sure. I like, I like to help that out too. So cool. <clears throat> Good. I'm not sure how we got, we got, a, we were talking about CW in relation to Poda, Well, so. yeah, somehow <laughs> I'm sure this was all related to making Podacusos some, right. somehow mm -hmm. or categories or something like that. Um, we do have, I got to make sure this is, this is right. I'm pretty sure that we have plaques for, yeah, based on the modes. Based on so the modes. that, that is a way, uh, if you're looking for other category, well, how do I you know, do this or do that? And again, maybe not have to compete with some of the big guns, mm -hmm. uh, the CW and digital modes don't have the same participation as voice. So right, there's a little right, more yeah, room there. Yeah. Fierce competitors yeah. in each of those categories for sure, but not yes, as many of yeah. them. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, the plumber 420. All right. We're going to sidestep that name for a second. Um, I guess you guys are not answering newbie <laughs> questions. Do the, the, the chat. I I'm, I'm interviewing my guest here and I'm talking to Frank. Um, so if I missed your question, please type it again. We're not ignoring you. 
um, feel free, everybody. I'll go up and see if I can find it. So, um, but yeah, so uh, one thing we, we kind of talked about the work bands a minute ago, but I don't think we ever got to the point where on this specific right. weekend. So go ahead with that. Uh, Matt. Yeah. So again, to, to sort of differentiate between the event and POTA proper, mm-hmm. POTA proper can still be done even during the event weekend. If you have no interest in the event uh, or and the constraints and you don't care about the plaques, you just want to go out and do POTA, you can still do that. <clears throat> and POTA is fine on the work bands because it's not a contest. You are, we finally figured it out. POTA stations are de-expeditions. That's yeah. really how they're properly classified. You are an operator or more than one operator and you're going to a desirable spot. Mm-hmm. so that you can make a lot of contacts because you're in the desirable spot and then people can keep track of how many desirable spots did they get and you know write it down or print out a piece of paper or whatever, something that, that looks kind of the same as a worked all states or a DXCC or something something along those lines. So that's, that's POTA proper. That's why it's fine on the work bands because de-expeditions are fine on the work bands. And there are no, there's no start date, there's no end date, there's no winner, there's, there's really, there's no contesty aspect when you think about it to POTA. Mm-hmm. Um, if you tried to make the case that it was a contest, you would have the world's worst contest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The event, however, does have all those attributes. It has a start time, it has an end time, it doesn't have... They keep calling it an event instead of a contest because it doesn't have most of the overhead of a contest. There's no fixed exchange, and the hunters still don't have to log. And so there's a bunch of things that still differentiate it enough from contests that I think event is a fair characterization. Mm -hmm. Um, But because it has that start time and end time and winners, Mm -hmm. that's enough that, you know, it smells like a duck kind of thing. Yeah. And so just in the interest of being good ham radio citizens, we said, you know what? There's only 0.4% of the QSOs are made on the warp bands anyway. There's a very, very low price to be paid for yeah. playing nice. So right. we're going to play nice. No yeah. warp band QSOs will be considered for plaque totals. Okay. Now, in a what? NAYO brings up a good question. He, he was asking the dates. I said June 3rd and 4th. Is it zero Zulu June 3rd to 2359 June 4th? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So for those of us here in the States, that'll be sometime Friday evening. Friday evening. Yeah. Sometime Sunday afternoon or evening. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. That's that, that I assumed so, but I wanted to, uh, wanted to clarify that. So Brent has, I, if I understand what he's saying here, there's no yeah, special designations by plaque operators to separate them from normal POTA. So, yeah, how do you know who's, if you're going to use upload on POTA.app, how do you know who is and isn't um, well, going for the... So, so all, you could go out, let's say you went out and, and did an activation and you did it on 17 meters and you were at an infer and so you submitted it as, as a, a three-fer log. You okay. did all of that and it's the event weekend. What will happen is when the calculator goes through to calculate the stats for the event, mm-hmm. it's only, it's, it's going to ignore, well, if you did everything on 17 meters, it's going to ignore it all. Right. So you're still going to get POTA credit. 
right. for the QSOs and the ENFER and everything else. But the thing that figures out, did you get a plaque or not, is going to go, nope, none of that counts. Okay. Okay. Oh, so, so there's not a separate log to upload, a separate site or anything like that. It's all done no. through the same website, same app. Okay. All right. Yeah. And then on air, there really isn't any way to differentiate between an activator who is participating in the plaque event and an operator who is not, um, other than obviously if the activator is on a work band, then you pretty much know. Yeah. But we really, 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 really are trying to stress that <laughs> we don't want the plaque event operators going out there and dreaming up some special CQ. It's just going to make a mess of everything mm. as soon, the day the event is over. So yeah. if you're yeah. going out to activate and you're participating in the plaque event, know the rule about Enfers, stay off the work bands, do everything else the way you've done every other activation you've ever done. Call CQ the same way, log the same way, submit it the same way. Don't change anything. And for the love of God, do not call CQ POTA contest. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed I, on I that. Love I love it. <laughs> I, I like it how you submitting the logs. It's just the same way that we've been doing yeah. for every other log, every other activation. We don't have to do a special format for like winter field day and regular field day just makes it much easier. How do you yeah. line up though? If I am working with a club, we got five operators with the club. Do they all have to be in the same location or can we be spread no. out or? No, the idea behind a club event is, first of all, you have to have an actual club, right? You've got to have a club call sign that has an account for the club call sign and it's it's got to be issued, you recognized by the FCC or the AR or whoever says yes, you're a, you're a club, something that has a trustee. You can't you can't just grab six random guys and go get a special event call sign and call it a club. It's got to mm -hmm. be a real club. And club activities in POTA for the plaque event and normally are supposed to be actual coordinated activities. The bar for what represents that is pretty low. If you if you got three people who said, hey, we should do something under the club call sign, and they go do that, that's that's enough. But the idea what we're trying to avoid is day-to-day -day individual club members going out and doing their activations under the club call so that the club and the operator get credit for it when it wasn't really a club event. But if you want to go separate places, that's fine. In fact, that's what my club did last year for the plaque event. It was all coordinated. We had a spreadsheet. Who's going where? Who's going to work what bands? We uh, centralized the logs so we could eliminate the dupes and submitted it as a club. But we let everybody go to whatever park they wanted to go to to work the plaque event. Do we have to distinguish ourselves in the spotting or as we're working? If we uh, have multiple um, W5 HRC operators across yeah. the area, how do we know what's who? It is in the documentation. Who what it says the documentation? For you, <laughs> what it says for you to do is to append a slash letter R and a numeral to the call sign when you spot your station to indicate under this club call, I am radio number one. I am radio number two. I am radio number 14. Okay. 
And the Just, easy way to make sure you don't run into each other even doing that, again, you're coordinating this ahead of time. So hand out the radio numbers. We had 14 operators on the air. At no point did we have all 14 of them at once. But the 12th guy who came up to me and said, hey, I want to be part of the club plaque event team. Fine. Your slash R12 every time you spot, even if you're the only one out there. Okay. That way it just always works and everybody knows what they're supposed to spot and we don't run into each other. And that doesn't, that's just for the spotter. Uh, yeah. When you log, when, when you log, right. you're just going to log as a regular call sign, right? Correct. Okay. Correct. You're okay. going to have whatever the club call is as the station call right. sign, right. your call sign as the operator. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. In the right. ADI right. file that you upload to POTA, both entities will get credit and the sun will come up and we can all sing Kumbaya and it'll be great. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, cool. Follow up question by Mike here. Um, can the individual within the club operator qualify for individual awards? So the operator is operating part of the club. Does he also get counts for saying makes the most CW contacts, but he's using the club call? It's never come up. I'd have to go All look right. at the, at the logic that, creates the awards i don't off the top of my head think of any i can't think of any reason why an individual would be ineligible for an individual award just because they were part of a club the reason we count club contacts the way we do is to encourage people to participate in club events without having to worry about oh i'm not going to get my thing if i go help out the club yeah. <clears throat> I don't know why that would theory the thinking would be any different for the plaque event weekend, but I will I'll run that past the event committee and we'll get it clarified if it needs to be clarified. But yeah. be yeah. willing to bet money on that. Um there's a lot of discussion right now on the work bands. I know we covered them, but uh there would be no operating on let me find it right in here. I read it a second ago. Sixty 30, 17, and 12, no contacts will be counted for those um, bands, correct? Correct. And and Dawn in the chat is correct. 60 meters is not technically a WARC band, so we probably shouldn't use that term if we intend to be all-encompassing. Nevertheless, 60's out for the event. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so 60 doesn't count for the event. Okay. I just wanted to reiterate it because yeah. there was a lot and of And 60, 60 is out mostly because it's more like the Enfer rule than it is the Wark Band theory. This is a matter of accessibility and equitability. That band is sort of there, sort of not for this person and not that person. And it's just really, it's better than it used to was, but it's not a universally accessible thing. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. now that we're in 140 countries or some such thing, that mm -hmm. sort of stuff starts to matter. Okay. Good. Yeah, there's some... Uh, uh, there's some... <laughs> Don had another question here that I was like... I, I had to read it like three times. I'm like, okay, I think I understand what he's asking. He's so pretty this smart. Is, this, this, is, this is deep here, in my opinion. All right. What if I work a park to park on plaque weekend and hand out multiple parks to a plaque chaser on a non-work band? I'm like, just go Poda. <laughs> so, it's a good. It's. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to click off it. Um, it's a good yeah. question, but I don't know if. I mean, what is the likelihood something like that's going to happen? If you make a park to park contact. And you're not on a WARC band. It's going to count as a QSO for you and for them. And there isn't a category for park-to-parks. They're just QSOs so far as the okay. event goes. They'll still count for POTA and whatever else. But in terms of plaque categories, it sort of doesn't matter. Okay. If you make a park-to-park -park with somebody and they are on a WARC band... You're still going to get your park to park, but that QSO is not going to count for your plaque event totals. Because if you can figure out a way where you're not on the work band and they are, and you still made a QSO, you've got some technology we hadn't planned on. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to be, uh, you both have to be on the work band to do that. Well, he's talking about a chase, but, but still, I mean, the chaser would have to be on the work band. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 So, and, yeah. And 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 I see Don's long, question so, in there. Yeah. Don, oh, I, I would encourage I would encourage you to stay on GMRS as much as possible. <laughs> <laughs> he said he was asking for a friend. So he doesn't have any friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Actually, God. I think I'm his friend. I I agreed <laughs> to do the uh, YouTubers Ham Fest with him again this year. So we're gonna cook up ooh, something good for ooh, that. Nice. Awesome. Well, that's not even oh. planned yet. No, we gotta we gotta hammer we're, that all all up. Hopefully we're get we're getting uh we're getting ahead of things here, so yeah. we can put together something good. That's right, that's right. Cool. Well, uh, any other last minute questions? We'll we'll shut it down here in about five minutes. Every time we uh every time we have a uh, a ham radio happy hour, or we just have like a um generalized come on to the live stream and let's just talk about ham radio. We always either either um, kind of steer towards Poda or towards barbecue sometimes, but um, <laughs> you can, Poda, barbecue, yeah, you can yeah. have a barbecue at a park. We've <gasps> done that. We've done that. Yeah, we got to so, get Scott uh, to yeah. come up and or do it down so, by the beach and barbecue yeah. there. So, um, so yeah. In fact, we have rented. We have rent and. We went ahead and rented it, and we might end up canceling it if we go somewhere else. But as of right now, we've rented RV spots at Lake Ray Roberts State Park for this weekend. So we're looking at a couple of other options, and you can cancel the reservations up to like a day or two beforehand with no penalty and whatnot.
whatnot. So, um, so, but right now, I mean, I'm sure this many, many more times between now and the first week in June, but right now we're looking at going to Lake Ray Roberts state park and activating from there. And anybody who wants to come out is welcome. And anybody in the area who wants to come out is welcome to do so. So, um, so more to come on that later, but having a live stream on POTA is always fun because it is an, a wildly popular part of ham radio today, especially in the HF world. And a lot of people yeah. are getting their upgrades from technician because of that. And hopefully we can even see that happen more now because all we need to do is go out and take these technicians to the park and get them on 10 meters and show them how cool it is because 10 meters is open right now. And yeah, there's still a world of opportunity out there. Uh, these aren't yeah. exact numbers, but plus or minus there's 35,000 people signed up for the POTA program. If you wow. go look at the QSO database, there are 350 thousand unique call signs in oh, wow. the QSO table. Hmm. So we've only got 10% of the people who've already participated signed up. Wow. Okay. So the rest of them are chasers, I guess, or hunters? Yeah, hunters. Sure. Okay. Everybody yeah. who's activated has to have an account, but uh, right. any anybody can hunt, account any, or no. Yeah. Yeah. And I just there was one comment that that scrolled by there. I think it was uh, AA4JW. Mm -hmm. was saying, well, the plaque rules are going to get applied to everybody's QSOs, whether you want to participate in the plaque event or not. It's just going to go through the whole database. And that's true. Uh, if, you're, if you're that guy and you really, 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 really say, I don't want to have anything to do with this event, then what you need to do is just hold your logs until the 19th. Mm. All of the logs for the event are due by the 18th. So if you submit, you can submit your log for on the 19th or the 20th for however far back it was, and your logs will not get analyzed for the event. It's a good, but, it's a good idea. But even if you don't do that, just submit them. You're just going to be one of the numbers. You're not going to be going for a award or anything. Well, and we have had people turn down plaques. I. <clears throat> Not to not to you know air too much of the the laundry, but I was telling Jason that there were a couple of other rule changes that we banded about, and one of them was one plaque limit. You cannot win more than one category. Now that did not make the cut. We're hoping that the removal of the enfers mm -hmm. solves that problem and uh, it just goes away on its yes. own. Yes. Uh, okay. but it's, it's still, it's not uncommon for the person who makes the most phone QSOs to have the most total QSOs or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. So we'll see moving forward, uh, whether, whether we need to do anything like that or not. Interesting. Okay. It'll be, uh, it'll be, it'll definitely be interesting to see what happens this first year. I'm looking so, forward to it. Yeah. I do yeah. have a question. Please bear that in mind, everybody, that this uh -huh. is the first year of, <laughs> of having this committee and the separate right. thing, and, and everybody's a volunteer and they're trying real hard, you know. So, right, right. Uh, cut us right. a break if uh, you have the option. Yeah. Absolutely. I have two questions for you. One, um, the, the, how, how do you phase out parks? So, if a park loses park status, do y'all have a way of doing that? Or maybe that's outside your purview. We have mapping coordinators for every region that there's a park for. And if there's an error in the park list, 
somebody needs to get that detail to the mapping coordinator for that region. And if it's a park that no longer qualifies as a park, what we'll do is we'll just mark it inactive. We don't delete them from the system because we don't want to invalidate QSOs that were made back when it was a park. Good, good thought. And and um, you need to tell, I think it's Jason there, I, I, I want a Podacoin. You want a Podacoin? <laughs> I told him we need to we need to raffle them off or something. There's yeah. a lot of people really want want those things, and he's handing them out like Pez. I said, "We get some money out of this, dude." I, I I missed out on. Um, he was up at uh, Dayton, and mm -hmm. I've been looking for him ever since. And every time I swung by your booth, he's like, uh, "Y'all are like, no, Jason's not here." I'm like, "Ah, I didn't yeah. get one. I, I didn't I get know. one. I, I know." So. Yeah, but I, uh, I'm willing to trade oh. coins. Mine, mine's sitting right over there. Oh. No, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Well, Matt, thank you uh, for time tonight, and uh, and on behalf of everyone, thank you for the effort that all of you put into the Poda project because it is absolutely a fantastic event. We are not, having not, a blast. Not the event itself, but like the whole program is just is just fantastic. Really great way to get people on the air uh, people with hoas people who still live at home people who live in apartments you know they can go out and they can become the dx so there's no there's nothing mm -hmm. else in soda yeah kind of a little bit kind of works that way but their rules are a little bit more stringent and, and that's okay well and accessibility but i i accessibility, tell everybody yep. poda obviously was born out of npoda Right. National yes, Parks correct. on the Air yeah, came yeah. to an end at the end of 2016. And that was the two problems that National Parks on the Air had. The big problem was it ended. January 1st, <laughs> 2017 was its number yeah. one problem. Problem right. number two right. is National Parks are great, but there's only how many of them. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, so making making this all accessible to folks, I think, has been the real genius behind the whole thing. Yes, absolutely. And then you guys keep adding parks to the database. So it's not we do. Like, oh, We're really first. focused on adding DX at this. Yeah. Well, DX for us, right? Uh, everybody who lives in a country that gets added bristles at being called DX because that's yeah. where they live. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, our focus at the moment is on bringing new new countries on. And thankfully, we have had a steady stream of volunteers from folks who live in countries that are not part of the POTA system yet have stepped up to the plate and said, yeah, I will take responsibility for maintaining the park list for whatever country we don't have yet. So that's been really, really helpful that so many people have been willing to do that because obviously even just determining what the heck is a park when you right. get into you know, some place over there, I have no idea what's a park in Thailand, right? But they have them. <laughs> they have them. And fortunately, yeah. somebody who lives there and knows these things is willing to yeah. do that. Okay, good. Okay, last question of the night. And this is a good one. Uh, K0WAV wants to know, has there ever been any activations on 630 or 2200 meters? This guy right here. I have the first have really? 630 meter QSO in the POTA database. Uh, nice. Not a complete okay. activation. I got one, I got yeah. one QSO. One QSO. And I'll admit, I'll cop to it having been a, a sked, right? We planned this uh, whole thing. Yeah. But um, okay. yeah, I built a pair of 630 meter uh, CW based off of uh, Kevin Laughlin, the old tech guy. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. His 630 meter rigs. I built a pair of those. Okay. And a buddy and I 
did the paperwork and whatever. So we're set up to operate 630 from a couple of three or four parks around here in our houses and where the club meets and, and a couple of other places. It's what mode but did you use? CW. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good. CW. Yeah. The only time I've been on 630, we were in Costa Rica. This was back when it was a, uh, you had to register for the license in the United States, but in Costa Rica, it was open. We went down there and we did some whisper contacts. So one way yeah. whisper contact. It's the only thing I've ever done with 630. So but, yeah. Uh, yeah. CW's cool. Yeah. It's, uh, it's it's an interesting band, and I already have it in the back of my mind that well, I've got the rig sitting there, and it's just it's literally one line of software to change it from six thirty to two uh, twenty two hundred. Oh wow! Okay. So I got to go through and uh, re rejigger all the resonant circuits in the power amp too. Yeah. But software, it's, it's not even a whole line; it's one number you got to change. <laughs> wow! <laughs> nice. Well, once again, Matt, thank you for being on the show tonight. I think that uh, I think this event Anytime. is going to be I think this event is going to be a lot of work for you guys on the back end for the two weeks after. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, I, I I volunteered to uh, put the new logic in place to implement the new rules for the event. So when it's wrong and we give the plaque to the wrong person, that'll be all my fault. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, we know to send to every. Do. That's right. Everyone's yeah. Do I'll send can, out the complaint bureau email. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, 73 to all. Thank you for joining us tonight. Um, once again, um, those of you in the South Texas area, please uh, make time if you can to visit the Houston Ham Fest next weekend. Frank and I will be there. And um, I will, in fact, the four of us, Mike and Scott and Frank and I will be on my lunchtime live stream to, on Wednesday to talk about the ham fest in more detail for the following weekend. So, and I don't know, I, I think we might try to find us a, a time Friday night evening, or maybe Saturday after the show to go catch a park in that area that we haven't I activated think, yet. Yeah. Um, well, just this, we'll, we'll announce it. Watch well, Twitter. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, uh, we're, we're going to do something that, that or, uh, so. do a meetup somewhere. Right. Exactly. So 73 to all. Thanks for joining cool. us tonight. And uh, once again, Matt, thanks a lot for this, this info. It's going to be a great event. It's going to be a really fun and great event. So I'm looking forward to it. Be fun. Sure. Anytime. So. Happy to do it. Yep. All right, guys. Well, uh, we'll catch you guys later. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.